Hello and welcome to the Journalism.co.uk podcast, a show where we bring you insights from media industry experts to help journalists do their jobs better. I'm your host, Jacob Granger. This week, we're talking about one newsroom's alternative to internships. Internships are a way into the industry for a lot of journalism students and graduates, allowing them to learn on the job. But the news industry is waking up to the fact that it needs to source talent away from the university graduate pool. Tortoise Media is a startup with a different idea in its new Tortoise Journalism School, a week-long, hands-on crash course that shows aspiring journalists how to pitch, write and deliver professional news stories in its signature style. We're going to speak to one of the key people, Andrew Butler, Head of Social and PR at Tortoise, about how it all works and why the news industry needs more of this. All that's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Andrew, welcome to the journalism.co.uk podcast. Thanks ever so much for coming on to the show. Thank you, Jacob. Pleasure to be here. Andrew, it's not every day that I get to speak to someone who has won a quiz show. Three years ago, you were <laughs> um, the victor in a, a quiz show here in the UK called Tenable. Tell us more. Yeah, so three years ago, um, my older brother called me up and said, Andrew, I've entered us into a quiz show. It's on ITV. It's called Tenable. And I said to him, I've never heard of the show. I've never watched the show. Um, but if it involves winning money and being on TV, then uh, then I'm then I'm all in. Um, little did I know that he would, you know, he we got through the the kind of the interview stage, and you have a couple of screen tests, and uh, and lo and behold, we actually ended up on the show. And even better than that, we won a, a small amount of money by doing it. So it was a strange experience, a fairly unique one. Um, and something that my friends often bring up in conversation. Perhaps before we jump into that, we ought to just cover the general premise of the show to begin with. Essentially, it's, you know, you're, you're asked, can you name 10 of a certain category? And you have to go through and name you know, all 10 or maybe 10 of a certain amount, right? Yeah, um, that's, uh, that's absolutely correct. So um, one of the questions we had uh, was you had to name 10 sports that have won the last 10 sports personality of the year. Um, in this country, uh, the 10 closest royal uh, residences to Westminster Abbey. Mm. Um, and then the final question, uh, which we got given, uh, which we all had to answer as a team by that point, uh, was, can you name the first 10 words of six or more letters uh, to the lyrics of Wannabe by the Spice Girls? And as a family, we were delighted that we we got all 10 right answers. So uh, it won us the money, which is knowledge that we perhaps didn't really realise that we knew that we had, but we're all children of the 90s. So that really did pay off. <laughs> Come yeah. naturally. What's the preparation and the revision like for a, for a quiz show? What did you do? <laughs> it's funny because you, you just, it's something that you can't really re- revise. It's, um, we were discussing it as a small team. So it was my, my brother, my sister, my sister-in-law and her brother. And and we kind of came to the day like, what have, what have you been reading? Like nothing. Just you, frantically you, clicking through Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You, you you can't really re- revise for something that it's just more a case of can you unlock a bit of your brain that you had completely forgotten about and um and and really cross your fingers and hope you get lucky with with any questions that come up. But we've had a, a reasonable training as a family in terms of. Um, preparation because we've always loved quizzes and nice. Christmas quizzes and pub quizzes throughout the years. So, yeah, this was the crowning moment though for it. It was the crowning moment, no pun intended, of course. <laughs> anyway, 
These days, you are head of social and head of PR with uh, Tortoise Media, um, but you're also involved with uh, one of your new developments in the Tortoise Journalism School, touted really as an alternative to the internship system that we kind of have, you know, quite broadly um, in various industries and in, in journalism as well. You know, normally that works as like a paid work experience system where it works over a fixed uh, period of time, fixed term, um, normally open to students and graduates. It's an opportunity to acquire new skills, um, normally leads to a full-time position, and it's a good transition broadly from studying to working professionally. So my question to you, Andrew, is what's different with the Tortoise Journalism School compared to maybe the status quo? We wanted to create essentially um, a learning experience, which is a week-long course um, that gives aspiring journalists or, or reporters um, essentially access to our senior editors and our experienced reporters um, in a much more immersive newsroom environment. Now, at Tortoise, we have the benefit, I suppose, of, of being a smaller um, a newsroom. So you often have access to the, the uh, editors and the reporters um, if you need to to talk to them on, on a particular type of story but I suppose what we're trying to do is um, set out um, an alternative um, to the internship and, and to work experience in the same way that we've set out an alternative to um, newsrooms uh, as a whole so um, Tortoise for those who are unaware, unaware is um, a slow newsroom we like to pride ourselves on, on being slow, being more in-depth, um, being investigative. Our offering um, as an alternative to traditional journalism internships, if we want to call it that, um, is is essentially bringing people into our newsroom um, to see how we operate. Okay, so it's a, a week-long real crash course in, in the type of journalism you do, which is pretty atypical in, in the broad scheme of things. Unpick it for me again. Just what do they do specifically on that week with you? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a bit of everything, really, um, in terms of how um, we'd formulate stories here and operate as a newsroom um, at Tortoise. So um, we'd be running sessions on on what makes the news, how to find a story, how to pitch a story, how to tell stories in in audio um, as well. So we are a, an audio first newsroom, um, and then also going into the the sort of things that you might not get access to um, if you're um, on work experience or, or doing an internship at, at other places. So how um, perhaps you, you, you want to become a, a foreign reporter. And, and we've got a couple of people here who, who have done that and, and currently do do that, uh, how to cover controversial topics um, as well. And then we'll also bring in um, a media lawyer uh, as well into, into the newsroom and into the course to offer them kind of media law advice. So a lot of the stories we do obviously goes through um, goes through the lawyers um, here, but often when people haven't been exposed in a newsroom to, to media law, you're either picking up a copy of McNay's off a bookshelf and <laughs> trying to you know frantically go through the index pages, or you're learning um, from other people over over a desk. And so um, the beauty of of having a, a media lawyer is that they can definitively say yes, no, and here's why to uh, to particular questions. I see. So there's a very specific curriculum that goes alongside this uh, journalism school. Then can you break that up for me and um, explain, you know, what what you cover and and, and how? Uh, yeah. So um, each day will will be pretty much nine to nine to five, nine to six, um, and over the course of the week, um, it will be different sessions with different. Um, editors and reporters here um, so it will start the week with um, what actually makes the news um, with our editor and co-founder 
um, James Harding. So he'll also be setting uh, a week-long assignment um, there to either write um, the top of one of our sense makers. Um, so that's kind of our 600-word written um, article or a script for one of our daily sense maker audio uh, podcasts. Um, which is our daily podcast uh, to make sense of the world. Um, then we'll go on to, to how to find a story with one of our editors here, um, how to pitch a story because finding a story and pitching a story um, are, are two, you know, they're two sides of the same coin, but, but, but both um, require different skills. Um, and then they'll be working on um, their assignments uh, and then before going back into um, a pitch meeting um, so that they can pitch their story that they want to do for the week um, with uh, with James Harding. And then over the course of the week, um, they'll, they'll be working on those stories um, um, and alongside working on them, um, they'll have different sessions running. So how to tell stories in, in audio with our editors um, from the podcasting team going into to how to interview a subject. Um, so um, that will be our investigations editor, Alexi Mostras, who um, will lead a discussion on interview techniques, including kind of group analysis of tricky interviews um, from, from his own investigations. Then, like I said, it will, it will go into media law. So our, our lawyer will, will, will be in for um, for a 90-minute kind of crash course of, of what are the key rules and regulations to be aware of, and what are the areas of journalism where you need to be especially careful careful um and then also working on uh, their assignments um we we uh, will we'll lead on to um a kind of a general editorial meeting um which will be um they'll be asked to bring ideas um to the meeting for our weekend sense maker yep. um, which will be commissioned by our editor um jane bruton um for potential inclusion in in the next edition um so it's, it's quite um it's quite um, it's quite full on, um, I have to say, that, and that's just the first um, two and a half days. So there's also time with um, our design lead um, and and photography, uh, head of photography, um, uh, John Hill and John Jones, um, to look at how the right image can enhance your story, what visuals can, can help elevate your podcast and what sort of discussions you should be having with picture editors um, uh, about your story. Is it paid? Um, no, it's not, but we are providing um, all meals. And if anyone needs it um, for accommodation within London, um, we can provide accommodation as well as uh, as travel expenses as well. Okay. Why isn't it paid? Um, well, <laughs> I mean, that's a good question. Um, uh, we, uh, we're a small newsroom. Um, we don't have um, pots of money. I think, you know, one of the big blockers um, for it is... Uh, um, for for journalism is is access. Um, so we are providing access to to our newsroom, um, and uh, and hopefully you know providing all, all of your um, sustenance um, and uh, and travel um, to the newsroom, um, as well as accommodation. If you're coming from outside London, um, hopefully that does provide it. As we will discuss later on, the point of the journalism school is to diversify the pool of applicants who can come through the doors and train to be journalists. Covering travel and sustenance is, for sure, progress from the days of unpaid work experience, but tortoise could find it tough to encourage people to retrain as journalists from other careers by not offering a day rate for their time. The other purpose of this school is to show how tortoise's newsroom works behind the scenes. Traditional work experience can often be an informal arrangement, which puts the owners on the trainee to make the most out of the time they have. It's the reverse here. The school is designed to be slightly prescriptive in the tasks to be completed, how they will be executed, and who is looking after them. You know, I've looked at the curriculum and I've gone, 
I want to be on that. I want to do that. I wish I'd. Uh, I wish I'd done that. I think when you do work experience, like there's there's an expectancy for the journalist to kind of come in and hit the ground running, and if they don't, maybe they haven't shown the right appetite or they haven't shown the right desire. When in fact, in often cases like you're describing here, there's a real procedure to getting a story. There's a real procedure in what is a tortoise story. It's not as simple as just you know opening Twitter and and pitching a story. There's there's real method behind it and if you kind of don't explain that to the participant, they can find it incredibly challenging. So I suppose the intention here is to help them, you know, hit the ground running. Yeah, absolutely. And something that we're really keen to do is is to diversify um, where we're getting applicants um, from as well. So mm. not actually particularly people from um, a journalistic background or initially. Um, some of the people who, um, uh, who work here um, weren't journalists until they they started work at Tortoise. They come from um, a different uh, work background, um, and it and it's really interesting because those type of reporters, those type of editors, then bring something else to proceedings, and they bring kind of a fresh set of eyes in, in the way that they see the world, or they have expertise you know, a normal reporter might not have. Let's be clear on this: who can apply for the Tortoise Journalism School? Anyone can apply. Um, no formal journalism training or experience is required. Um, you just have to be um, over 18 years old. Okay. And what happens at the end of the week? There'll be one more session in the morning, um, which is, I think has been deliberately done this way, is how to cover controversial or sensitive topics. Um, so learning how to approach sensitive subjects and, and how you work with sources and contributors is one of the trickiest parts of of investigative journalism so that's the the session in the morning and then there'll be the great feedback session on on the assignment so it'll be a group discussion led by um, James Harding alongside other tortoise editors offering feedback on the assignments um, over the course um, of the week Um, and then there'll be um, what we're calling the graduation lunch um, but it'll be more like a, a debrief session um, to, to essentially celebrate the end of a, a successful um, week and uh, and hopefully everyone goes away um, having had um, certainly an enjoyable week um, but a, a week that they all come away from thinking yeah I've, I've certainly learned a lot um, about the way in which um, the media works and, and whether or not they want to still be a journalist. Great I mean really my question there is what are their prospects on remaining with Tortoise does this lead to a full-time position with you guys? Um, I can't guarantee uh, anything at this stage. Um, obviously, we, we're running this for um, a group of people over the course of two weeks. Um, but we really want to open up ourselves as a newsroom to to different um, voices, to different um, people, and uh, and hopefully um, find new, new talent from it. Just a quick one from me, and then we get back to the chat with Andrew. You can continue the conversation with us next week at our Digital Journalism Conference News Arrived on the 23rd of May 2023 at News UK in London. Tortoise will be joining another panel on solutions to news avoidance in a day full of other great panels and networking opportunities. But there are only a few tickets left, so head to newsarrived.com to grab your ticket now, and we'll see you there. In the discussion here about you know, an alternative for the internships uh, system, it kind of begs the question, why do we need an alternative? Um, The latest stats from the last diversity in journalism report from the NCTJ had eight in 10 journalists holding university degrees, you know, a real barrier to representation. So to what extent would you agree that we need different routes into journalism to diversify who can realistically become a journalist? Personally, I agree. Um, 
purely because some of the best journalists I've worked with um, down the years have been people that haven't come out of, of university with either a journalism degree or, or any degree. Um, it's so important, um, especially in the work that we do at Tortoise, to, to hear from um, different voices, to, to hear from different people's experiences. Um, some of the best uh, and most successful podcasts that we've done and, and some of the most hard-hitting ones have been um, with alongside um, organizations who help people within the media or get into the media from um, from different backgrounds and and different sources that that aren't university educated so I think that's where we we want to get to we, we want to try and encourage people who think no the media is just a closed shop um, we want to encourage those people to say no no it's not um, come along see for yourself and if it is for you then um, and we hope that you want to uh, to stay within the industry. So who do you want to see apply? In an ideal world, who does this cater to and, and how? So in an ideal world, um, we want to see um, people who have stories to tell, people who've um, had lived experiences um, in, in a world where kind of opportunities may not have, have come their way, where they think that journalism or the media don't speak for them. Um, and in a world where um, they think the media is a closed shop uh, of people who only care about um, London or Westminster or whatever it is, um, you can look at the media spectrum, like you say, with your figures and say, well, you know, this, uh, this, this world isn't for me or this world doesn't speak um, to the world in which I inhabit. And we'd love to hear and love to see those people come through the newsroom. How are you going to reach them? If they're not, you know, your typical, you know, uh, person who's engaged with the news or if they're not maybe thinking of this, if you want to really diversify who's coming in, how are you going to reach them? I mean, you know, marketing wise, I mean. Uh, so marketing wise, um, we're in touch with um, a few organizations um, that we've worked with in the past on actually through um, different stories um, to encourage um, people from um, lesser advantaged backgrounds or uh, may not have kind of experienced the world of media um, before. Can you give me an example of these types of organizations? Um, so we've worked with um, people like uh, Sound Delivery, um, who've, uh, who we've worked with before, um, Jengbar, who um, we worked with on a joint enterprise story um, uh, a couple of years back. Um, these people we've got, we've got links with um, and, uh, and we're reaching out to them to you know, to, to, to kind of start off this network of, of people who, who would like to, to see apply. Right. What are the intended outcomes of the journalism school? What's, what's really the goal here more than anything else? Well, the goal is, is, is to, is to get stories, um, for, for everything really. Um, our end is, is to get, um, stories. And so, you know, the ideal, um, outcome would be for someone to come through, um, come through the doors with, uh, an amazing story already mm -hmm. uh, with them um, or an idea of, of what they want to work on uh, and pitch that story. Um, but I think that's where the curriculum comes in, in terms of providing them the tools and the necessary skills um, in order to to develop that story. Um, and also, I mean, the, the ideal um, outcome certainly would be yeah. to to create new types of journalists or a new journalist out of it, people who haven't worked in the industry before, um, who've whose first experience of the media is is literally yeah. working in it, um, and think to themselves, you know what, I I like that. It was an enjoyable experience. It was an interesting thing. 
Um, it taught me a lot, and we create you know good new journalists out the back, out, out the back of it. Because fundamentally, you know, if you think about the editorial mission of Tortoise, it's it's designed to be, you know, not led by its own editorial lens. It's supposed to be member led or you know citizen led, public led. Fundamentally, right. So if you have different people coming in, that in turn feeds into the editorial machine. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. Um, uh, it was interesting that. We were fortunate enough to to be present at um, the Sir Harry Evans Summit in Investigative Journalism um, last week, and one of the sessions was um, an interview with with um, Woodward and Bernstein, the legendary Watergate investigative reporters, and uh, and they said we've got a journalistic culture that is increasingly um, infected by speed. The word "infected" was a really key phrase, and that that sort of thing also resonated with us. So, um, to your point, um, not just um, having it member-led and, and hearing um, voices from people who've come into the newsroom with a story, um, we also want to, um, to to ensure that that kind of ethos is, remains as well. So rather than having a journalistic culture that's infected by speed, we want to slow down and, uh, and understand what's driving the news and, uh, uh, and go from there. The Tortoise Journalism School is running for two weeks from the 3rd of July this year and aims to host 15 people per week. The key challenge moving forward is finding applicants and getting the message out there. Tortoise is hoping prior connections will help in this regard. On the upside, creating the Journalism School actually removed a common headache found within newsrooms, managing requests for work experience. Here's more on that. We saw kind of our work experience and an internship offering and it was you know between two things of, of you know people might ask us for work experience and we wouldn't really have as as rigid a, a plan or a platform um, for it so we recognize that so formalizing it kind of solved a problem for you guys yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely and um, which is why we're we're kind of only running two weeks a set amount of people per week so essentially, our work experience and internship offering um, prior to this was um, was was kind of neither here nor there. It would work on a fairly ad hoc basis, but but this has really formalised it, which has solved an issue really um, uh, for us because we want you know, we want people to come through our doors. We want people to um, to be exposed to our journalism, but also we want um, we want to to help new voices be heard as well. Um, so by formalizing it, um, hopefully um, it will solve that issue. How are you going to be tracking um, performance throughout the week? You know, when you think about success, you know, and, and how to measure it, what's your thinking going into it? I mean, it would be fantastic um, if if by the end of a week um, we have someone who's um, able to, to, to write a story that might lead a, um, one of our Sensemaker newsletters or write a script for um, our Sensemaker podcast Um uh, having said that, you know the the, the way that we work um, might not, you know, might not quite get there um, over the course of the week. But that would be a, a, an amazing success if, by the end of five days, or really by that point, by the end of four days, um, we'll have output, real world output. Um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I think um, on a more broader um, scope, though, if if we um, over the course of the week find people that um we'd like to uh, work with again then we'll certainly invite them uh, invite them back and uh, and work with them um on stories okay 
at least it gives you a way to funnel in the stream of requests i imagine you guys must get you know look out for the next one that we're running sort of thing yes absolutely terrific andrew wishing you all the best on your tortoise journalism school and uh, thanks ever so much for coming on the show to talk to me about it appreciate it thanks ever so much jacob thank you lots to think about with this conversation but here's my takeaway being more intentional or more formalized with training is good for both sides can help manage the flood of requests coming in and allow editors to manage their time more effectively it can also help trainees know what they're signing up for and whether an unpaid gig is worth their investment or not a condensed crash course like this might also be a more manageable commitment for both sides but what did you learn today find me on twitter at jpg journalism or email me on jacob at journalism.co.uk i'd love to get your thoughts Once again, you can check out all of our episodes on all your usual podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, by searching and subscribing to the Journalism.co.uk podcast. That's all we have time for this week, though. I've been your host, Jacob Granger. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.